Oh my goodness, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to a brand new podcast. Okay, okay, just because oh, that, that sounds bad. like a different siren altogether. Yeah, I love it. Okay, <laughs> kind of perfected it. Just before this take, I said let's do it again because it's quite low energy. But here we are. Uh, beep, beep, beep. It's a it's a brand new week. If you guys are watching this on YouTube, it's a brand new set as well. Yeah. But hold on, it's not yeah. our actual like office set. No, we are. Uh, we're we're in between. Um, uh, spaces right now because yeah. we are going through some renovations at the uh, HQ. Uh, yeah. So we are not in our office. Where right. are we, Minghan? We're, we're not allowed to be in our office. We are in this place called Colony. It's a beautiful co-working whoop space. Whoop. We've actually shot here before. Yeah. Uh, the aesthetics of this place is off the charts. Mm. Please, guys, go look these guys up. Thank yeah. you so much, Colony people. Thanks for, for having us, us Colony. Uh, you guys can do I think they'll be more than welcome if you just kind of want to swing by and like yeah. just take a look. They've got a couple of like branches all over town. Yes. Right? Yeah. We are currently in the K There's the two. Star Boulevard KLCC branch. Yes. This is the newer one. It looks like New York. I absolutely love it. Uh absolutely Ooh. love the toilets here. Vibes. Oh, the toilets. The toilets. Guys, guys, it's weird that like the first thing you guys all rave about is the toilets. That's the it's first thing waste. I look for. Yeah, me okay. too. Okay, fair I enough. Judge places by the toilets. Yeah. Well, today's uh today's podcast is gonna be a very interesting one. We're at a slightly different table, but still takeaway table nonetheless. We you got- could say how the turntables okay. have turned. We are uh embarking on a very special mini series out of the office. We're calling yeah. it Takeaway Table on the Go OTG. slash Table talk takeouts slash uh, slash tiny takeaways slash transportation tables. And every episode, we're gonna give you more like synonyms of what yeah. this new series is. T-T. But today, at this slightly elongated rectangular table where we can't really make eye contact with each other, we've got two beautiful ladies from the team on right. the table podcast for the first time. Actually, yeah, it's weird. I don't okay. know how it's the first time, guys. Would you? Would you like to tell people how you're feeling, who you are, and what you do? Let's go with, like by alphabetical order. So that's M. That's me. Yes. I guess that's me. Okay. Um, I am the HR for the company, so I just take care of people. Who are you? Who are What's you? your name? My name's Melody. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry, Miss <laughs> Um, yeah, and I just really take care of the team. Um, she does. Yeah. She really takes care. She actually does. Mel Mel's official role is HR. Yeah, but she's HR, finance, admin, um, yeah. some operations. Some people planning, call her the whip, and she no also yes, and she also helps out with some accounts on blank state side. So I do, I do. A couple she of she stuff. does a lot of stuff. Mel's a multi talented young lady. Swiss knife. <coughs> Swiss. Oh, mama bear. Swiss knife. knife. Yes. Swiss wife. What? Ooh. That's right. Okay. Right. Well, moving on. We've also got. Hi, I'm Natalie. Yay! <laughs> I'm the. You have a soundboard. Yeah, sorry. There's an applause in it. <laughs> there is. A a, okay, Natalie. I'm the head of creative for Blank Slate. Come on. Okay. Okay. Oh. Fancy, fancy. Not the feet, but the head. I love it. And Natalie, okay, so how long have you guys already been with us? So, um, yeah. Mel, you came in. Two weeks. In two weeks, it'll be one year. Oh my God. More. I was just going to say, it feels like almost one year. Yeah. It feels longer, though. And we, Nat- I just passed my one year oh, work no. anniversary. Just Mel. Yeah, two weeks. Yeah. Oh, we were man. just two weeks apart. Yeah, two, two weeks apart. Really? Two you came in before Mel? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I came in the fir- oh. first of August. Mingan, how long have you yeah. been with us, Mingan? I think, I think... <laughs> like, if you know, <laughs> Mingan was the one who was there even before you was here. <laughs> I think, oh, I think in two weeks... In, in, uh, I okay. just asked you this the other day. No, in... F- so, February, you guys registered. Correct, February, February. You're right. So, about like seven and a half years? 
Actually, no, ish. Actually, this month, <laughs> like that. just in what what was it? February twelfth, right? February thirteen. Mel, you got to speak to your mic, Mel. <laughs> February thirteen. <laughs> that means in eight days, it will be seven years and a half. Yeah, seven and a half years. Wow. Seven and a half years and a half. Yeah, a long ass. That's time. crazy. That's how long I've been around, guys. That's that's a long time. Literally guys. got born seven and a half years ago. <laughs> okay. This has been amazing, but uh, it's quite nice that we're talking about uh, this topic today because number yep. one, we're in a new place for the takeaway table. <gasps> These two girls represent a very big uh, change in our company structure as well. <laughs> yes. Because we would number one, uh, we did not have this whole team which mean you and Leslie are in uh, right now, and I think never in our lives would we think we'd need to hire HR. Yeah. We thought we knew what it was. We thought we right, like, were doing a great one. job. <laughs> Apparently HR. not. HR is important, guys. It's so important. You need someone to be a whip. Yeah. Asian no, people... You're just going to fall apart, man. Asian people like I whips. Whip them up. Okay. <laughs> I don't have this is I should have <laughs> Dangerously veering into another okay, topic. Okay, hold on. So, <laughs> we, <laughs> Today, we're talking about... Uh, we're talking about... If, if you're looking at the topic looking. that you clicked on... Did you say looking? If you look... If you if you <laughs> looking. seen... I like these lights. I might get these lights for my apartment. Expensive. Um, nice. Very we're, expensive. We're talking about culture shock. And I think Ooh. it's the perfect time after Minghan set up the mm. sort of like background of how you both have joined us as well. Mm. And mm. not just, I mean, culture shock overseas, but you know, culture shock can take place anytime there's a disparity in, in environments. In, yeah, environments of what you've been accustomed to yeah. to a brand new one. Yeah. And right. I feel like both of you also represent a very big change in the culture, even at uh, yeah. the core conglomeracy. For all y'all listening, you don't have to move to another country to experience you culture don't. shock. That's true. You literally just need to move house, change yeah. schools, change church, change place of worship, change companies. You also can experience already. I think Two of that yeah. was synonymous, synonymous with church. Yeah, I think a, church, lot, a, lot, a lot of people who like, uh, I guess, have been in other teams and have come to our team experience an immediate culture shock. I yes. think because yeah. uh, from the start, we we knew what were things like outside. Now we knew how things could be and we wanted to make it a point to be different. And hey, the culture shock is real. Yeah, The culture shock is real. We need so, to like dial some people back sometimes. That's you know? right. That's oh right. God. So we're going to be going through a couple um, of different scenarios where culture shock is a real thing that you kind of have to deal with. Uh, yeah. I think starting off we will talk about the most obvious one, which is literally location-wise, uh, mm. being overseas to a country where a culture, literally, in yeah. all essence of it, is a different culture to yours. And so, um, just for everyone's sort of um, benefit of doubt, and mm. sorry, more of a background knowledge, if you guys have also been overseas, you know what we're talking about. Yeah. Um, all of us here at the table have been privileged enough to mm. travel. Some of us have been overseas for a longer time. Mm. Um, but in order of... In order of uh, familiarity with the subject, I am absolutely the most qualified because I spend the most time overseas in my life. Uh, but today, I'll be giving a chance for the rest of the three yep, to talk. Thanks. Obviously. Uh, so, Melody, me, where, where were you yeah. for how long? I was in the States for about four and a half years. That's amazing. Years. That's a long ass States. time. Manchester? You may not know that this place. It's called Oklahoma. I love Oklahoma. <laughs> it's right next to Texas. I love Texas. Um, Chicken. Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Yeah. It's a great place though. What is what is Just Oklahoma? What is Oklahoma known Famous for? for? Yeah. Oh, okay. This is really random, but you Rednecks. know the U version, the Bible app. Yes. Oh, it's from Oklahoma. It's from Oklahoma. You're right. It is. That's right. the only pride that I can. Sorry, make. guys. Church jokes. Uh, is there anything else that's like it's not very interesting <laughs> to be What is Oklahoma known for? Like besides the U version, I don't know. State Rednecks. song. You know their state song. It's called Oklahoma. There's there's a musical called Oklahoma. That that yeah, is that is. is nice. It's, it's famous for the it's National Cowboy Hall of Fame. 
I, didn't I don't even that. know what a cow bowl what, is. What was like the, the, the amazing, like, you know, they define things like places by food, right? What was Oklahoma's food? Yeah, what's the what's your favorite food? It's like just potatoes, <laughs> boiled potatoes. Yeah, okay, we we <laughs> well, B Dubs is called Buffalo Wild Wings, but it's kind of like a chain restaurant throughout the whole US. Okay. So, honestly, Oklahoma doesn't really honestly, Americans don't really have like um, a food they call their own. It's oh, just Mexican food is their you know like how Malaysians <laughs> call nasi lemak their home food. It's just Mexican food for them. But did you? Did you? Uh, <laughs> it's not even theirs. The That's true. Okay, yeah, I guess there's chicken fried steak. Did you know chicken hold up? Chicken fried steak. Yeah. What is chicken fried steak? Essentially, it's a steak of chicken. I may be wrong. It's you a mean- beef patty <laughs> coated in like chicken. Um. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's called chicken fried steak, but it's actually beef inside. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. It's grounded beef. Um. Fried in a patty. Did you um, know? And it's coated with like crust. Did you know the state flower of Oklahoma is mistletoe? No. That's wild. I don't even man. know how a mistletoe. I have never seen mistletoe in my life. Yep. That's wild. Man. Do you know That's what crazy. the fur bearer is? No. What a is raccoon. That? Okay, thank okay, you. Okay, we do have a lot of raccoons around here. Okay. I like how you say we. We're going to stop right there. <laughs> we're going to stop right there on Oklahoma okay. uh, info. That's Natalie, great. <laughs> Natalie, where were you and for how long? Uh, I studied in Newcastle upon Tyne in oh. UK for oh. two years. Two years. Nice. Two years. And yes. it, was, it was hard times. Um, hard times, I would say, because <laughs> hard times. Because <laughs> I, I, hey, hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, <laughs> was in Newcastle as well, and yeah. I don't recall any hard times coming from from her. I think hard times in terms of me adapting okay, there adap- yeah. adapting and being times, okay. uh, separated from my parents because only child, so mm. very oh, hard. And yeah, just really adulting and adulting, being attempt- huh? independent yeah. there. Yeah. And uh, as per always, I was in a student town <laughs> called. I'm going to spell it out and let you all try to pronounce it right. L-O-U-G-H-B-O-R-O-U-G-H. How do you pronounce yeah, that? how do you pronounce that? Lowborough. <laughs> Lowborough. Correct. Yeah, it's correct. close. Lowbro. It's Loughborough. Oh, yeah. It's crazy. Till today, um, this is one UK, of the most. Right? Yeah, it's in the UK. Till yeah. today, this is one of the most questionable choices Mingyu has ever made in his life. Yeah, for real. No one understood why he would Until select today. a place like this. I, I, I technically didn't even select it. My, My dad was like, "Let's go here." Was it a twinning mm. program or no? There was nothing. No. Oh, which part of UK was so it? So it's at? it's in the mid Eastlands. It's near Leicester and Nottingham. Okay. It's two and a half okay. hours up from London by train. By it train. Sucks. It sucks. So it's very countryside. It's so student town. The most exciting thing we have there is Tesco. Yeah. Okay, so your was not that bad then. Yeah, yeah. you all thought you had it bad. Okay, so we're going we're gonna to just quite, kind of like go through some of this for, I guess, Minghan, because Minghan stayed in, 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 in Malaysia. He didn't go out to study. In my, um, my biggest culture shock is when I visit uh, Klang. Oh, yeah, Ooh. we'll talk about that. Yeah. Local <laughs> culture shock as well. Let's jump into... Okay, so I guess when you... It, it's a very different feeling when you go somewhere for a holiday yeah. where you kind of observe the culture and be like, oh, yeah, that's different. And then you're like, oh, yeah, it's just a holiday. Right, right. But when you actually stay there, right? right. Uh, for both of you, having gone to UK and US, what were some of the most like standout things uh, that hit you like, oh my gosh, I cannot believe this is happening? Mm. So um, I'll kick it off, right, for everyone to to get a sense of how culture shock is sometimes, right, is think about the transition from your high school to college and mm. college to uni. Even that, there's a version of culture shock there in the way that you learn things and what, like what's expected of you academically, right? So how, um, maybe Nat, you want to start off, like what was some of the biggest things? I mean, we, we can just go back and forth, but what was the number one that you're like, oh, 
that moment uh, the, the oh shit moment this is real this this just got I need, real I gotta get out okay. help me <laughs> yeah uh, I'm not sure is it very significant but for me it shook me shook <laughs> you yeah shook it's definitely mm, significant shook right? okay uh, people actually drank tap water so yeah, it's not right. a thing okay. here we drink filtered water and they're <laughs> just like oh tap water, water. <laughs> and if you want like fancy <laughs> avian bottle or mineral water it's actually more expensive because yeah. Newcastle is known for beers yeah. so mm. beer right, is cheaper right. than water that's there. local right that's wild right yeah on. so I was like oh if I want proper water it costs more. Yeah. Just drink tap water. So la. did you yeah, drink, did end up drinking tap water? Yeah. But it, did you buy like the filters? Because I know all the yes. Chinese people, right? I, I bought filters from Argos. Oh that my filter God. jug. Yeah, but yeah. I'm a bit skeptical because they have like the digital thing to yeah, press yeah, yeah. but I'm like, what What does it do? What does it do? What do? What does it do? Because there's no digital thing connecting. Correct. So it's like, what is that button do? So a bit skeptical but yeah. I still bought it. To use it, right? Mm. Yeah. Just follow the but, trend. But, but do you, I mean, is, is that a culture shock? Because I mean, you see it in movies and like... No, I, I, never. I never. So for me, it shook me a bit. Because like, we were taught to never drink from the tap. Mm. And yeah. when you go there... Yeah, it's true. You want free water, you drink, <laughs> you drink from, from the from tap. tap fool. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Mel, what about you? Um, honestly, the first few months that I was there, right? It felt like a holiday. You don't really right. feel like, you know, you're there forever until like right. the third month hits and you're like, oh wow, I'm, I'm here for like the Help. next four years. Which is pretty, it's pretty crazy. But honestly, I didn't really feel much of a culture shock mm. um, as a, compared to someone who doesn't speak English. Like yes. for me, like for oh us, we're so fortunate because we know how to speak the language, mm. right? So mm. half the battle already won. Right. Um, but I think the biggest culture shock for me was people were so nice. Mm. Um, okay, disclaimer though, because I'm in Oklahoma, not like New York, not city city. So people are a lot nicer. They stop and ask you how your day is. They mm. hold the door for you. Wow. If you don't hold the door, you're a jackass. Oh. Uh, so full, full straight up, man. I love that. Yeah. So mm. just gotta learn the culture, but I really liked it actually. Yeah. Mm. And Mingyu has a whole different version of culture shock. Yeah. What was, was your uh, culture shock, dude? Um, it it started from everywhere from like so yeah. I think what we don't get in it, it's a very Ah, it's such a weird. It's it's a paradox, right? That Western people are so nice, but they live so alone. Yep. And in Asian cultures, right, you have such mm -hmm. a strong family bond, but yeah. everyone keeps to themselves. No one vocalizes. Mm -hmm. No one asks you how you are at the supermarket, right? So in England, I think one of the earlier the, the the first things that I had to understand and learn was that when people ask you how you are, right. It's, no, it, yeah. They're not actually asking you how you are. It's, it's just, just a, a fall, it's just a high, you yeah. know. So I, I remember I was, I was at, I went to visit like this <laughs> this English church, and some of the guys like and I got to know them. Then the, the next few weeks later, I, I bumped into them on the street, and they're like, "You're right," you know, like that's just the "You're right." Then I'm like, "Oh, he's asking me about." How I am. So right. I started telling him, like, oh, it's really a difficult past week. Then the guy was like, he, he was, looks like he was about to walk off. Then I'm like, oh, he's not actually I asking. So yeah. it's just like they say it just yeah. to, like, yo, what's up? Yeah. Like, you, when you say what's up to somebody, you don't expect a reply. Yeah, yeah. Right? So stuff like that, like, which yeah. I feel like you don't get unless you're there and living among them. Mm -hmm. so, but everything, like, from water to, to okay, this is my, the biggest culture shock is to me, lah. So I feel like this may be an isolated incident. Because maybe the people I knew or visited just had zero hygiene skills. But Angmos oh, no. <laughs> are really not the cleanest people. Okay? So the culture shock here was when I went over uh, to a friend's 
uh, dorm or place, right? We had, we had we, we cooked up pasta and stuff, and then we were doing the dishes, and I was like, you know what? Let me do the dishes, and then my friend said, no, no, no I'll, I'll do it. Mm-hmm. So I just sat in the kitchen and talked to my friend, um, while he did the dishes, and then the way he did the dishes was he would fill the entire sink. Uh, he'll plug it, he'll fill it with like soap water uh, and then he will dip it inside and he'll scrub it and then he'll just put it onto the rack. He doesn't rinse it. Like oily plates put inside, he scrubs it and then he just put and then everything that they put onto the, onto the rack, Kimmy you, can, like see, you can see bubbles and like the suds oh, just drip shucks. down onto other ones and then just let it dry. Wait, but do they throw it in the dishwasher after? No, they oh. just, they use oh, it after man. that. Oh my goodness. I... I almost slapped the person. I was like, what the freak is this? They're like, oh, it's just, it's, it's clean. Like, so, my, my friend said to me, no, that's how we do it. I'm like, that's not how you do it. He's like, no, but this, this makes sense. I'm like, tell me if this makes sense. You go into the shower, all right? You shampoo your hair and your body and then, and then you leave. walk out. Do you not rinse? Oh, never thought, of, never thought about it like that. Obviously, they never think, you know. That was a culture shock. That was like do ridiculous. You, do you go back to the friend's house? I didn't. <laughs> Every time we hung out, it was at my place after that. <laughs> I thought wearing shoes inside onto the bed was enough already. Oh, but yeah, okay, that yeah, is just... That's crazy. That's just a loco, look. man. Oh, man. Okay, um, Ming Han, <sighs> when you visited the States, I mean, sure. okay, when we were kids, I think it's a bit hard to yeah. perceive the culture shock. Yeah. Uh, on your recent trips back to like, you know, you've been to... You've been to New Zealand. Yeah. You've been to New York uh, yeah. more than once. Yeah. And then we went to London two years ago. Yeah. What were some of the things that you were like, whoa? I what? think I, I think I can definitely like define culture shock very differently from you guys because I have not been in any place for an extended amount of time. The longest I've been in a certain place, uh, I think uh, it's, it's probably like like a month or two only. And we went to Denver or Colorado and it's very like super chill there. Uh, most recent also was like Boston for two weeks and New York for two weeks. I absolutely loved it. And I think I think maybe to like try and shape where this conversation is going, I found a yeah. very interesting uh, few articles online that there are different stages of culture shock. Mm. And what you guys kind of talked about was first stage, which is honeymoon. Yeah. I've never left the honeymoon stage because I've never been yeah, anywhere yeah. long enough, right? I'm always yeah. in love with That's a place. True. Minus Korea. I think Korea, I've definitely left the honeymoon stage because we've been in Korea so many times. We've... That's started true. getting irrit- irritated at things in Korea. Yeah, yeah, it's true. So that's actually the second stage. But okay, but I think I think in general, I have loved everywhere I've gone. But the biggest culture shock that I've ever gotten was actually in Australia, when we stood outside the uh, the airport and Uber drivers literally would reach, look at our faces, uh, cancel the order, and drive away. Yeah, that was like the four biggest. Times, man. Yeah, that's the biggest because I didn't realize at that time we were sitting next to a lot of PRCs. So a lot, yeah. a lot of China tourists and everything. <laughs> and I then and, and and to be fair, I mean as much as I love Australia and everything, uh the most racism I've ever encountered is in Australia. Uh Sydney, highest, uh highest amount of it, then Melbourne, right? I don't know why. It's an Australian thing, is it? That they really think there's too many Asians there already or something. Which but is true. They're Which not is true. I feel, far from the truth. I feel yeah. bad for them, but yeah. yeah. So that's actually the biggest amount of culture shock I've ever received, other than the fact that I watch people jump into bed with their shoes on. Oh, uh, so New York was a very big experience because I had the chance to visit my friends, uh, my friends' friends who are all college students. I mm. cannot live in their rooms. Mm. I I cannot explain to you the horrors that I've seen, but apparently it's very normal there to just jump into bed after college and just sleep. And I mean jumper, uh, you With get home, you don't change. You just <gasps> jump and sleep. 
So like, there's all these kind of things, uh, but I one of the nicer culture shocks is getting nice used culture. to like, hey, what's up? Yeah. yeah. No one cares. Yeah. It is a greeting, right? Hey, yeah. what's up? What's up? How are you? How are you? Good day? Good day. Yeah. yeah. Don't it's answer. Echo back. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. The the the, the thing is, you're not supposed to answer yeah. what's up. It's true. Yeah. Nothing much, man. That's enough. That's the most you can go. Uh, but I, I did enjoy the culture shock of like everyone's much more open to talking. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and the fact that like, you you actually like don't have that Asian awkward stare. Like if, if you catch someone's gaze over here, like if you're an MRT, right? They will just like, they look away. Uh, then also, if they actually make eye contact, you're like, hey, what's up, man? Yeah. yeah. I, I really did enjoy that part of New York because you get to talk to so many people and... And to be very frank, as an Asian guy there, uh, everyone who is an immigrant is so much more friendly compared to the white people there. Oh yeah, for sure. I don't know why. I, I'm, I'm not being racist because I love the New, York, the New Yorkers as well. But the people who are more willing to get out of their way and help you are all the immigrants. I love the Russians, the Italians, the Middle Eastern people. Because they identify with you. I think. Yeah, it's, yeah, they're so nice. They're yeah. absolutely yeah. nice. Especially the Italians. For yeah. some reason, they're super duper nice. Mel, Mel and Nat, is, yeah. is that something you guys experience as well? Because I think... Um, is there, been, is, do you guys experience it? Because I, I don't really want to jump into like racism. Uh, yeah. But overseas. it's a culture shock. No, but it's it a very is. big culture shock. Because be- I yeah. think... Okay, so maybe like to... To, to understand why there is culture shock is because that we've come from a place where things are normalized, right? Mm-hmm. So for yeah. us, living among other races and understanding each other in, in, yeah. in, in a community like that is very normal, right? But maybe overseas, there is definitely a bit of um, tension or maybe just a... Did a, you guys experience uh, that there? I mean, like, depending on where you went. Hardcore, man. Newcastle is super mixed. I know there's a lot of people there, right? Oklahoma's not, man. It's Oklahoma not, it's is not, like white the bread, right? Asian class. Yeah, and Lothbro. Yeah. Lothbro is a whole rate. different level yeah, of, of accents even, we, I think. Like, there is, uh, on the Asian scale, um, like, even, it's so weird that, you know, like, even Indians in, because there's such a big population of Indians in in, in England, right? And and Leicester, which is the city, the sister city to Lothbro, um, has actually the biggest population of Indians outside of India. But mm. to Indians, right, when they say the word Asians, they're only talking about Chinese people. Like it's so right. weird because that's like that's how they identify, um, and and the weird part is that maybe in in, in Lofra, unfortunately, when you think about Chinese people and Asians, right? It's it's that's there's no there's no middle ground. It's straight up like Chinese, Ch- yeah. rich China, Beijing, yeah. Taiwan, yeah. PRCs, right? And 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 that was difficult because. I guess maybe the way they live was very different to what the locals would have liked. And so when they do see a Chinese person, mm-hmm. it's guards up and it's like they're ready to fight with you all the time. Okay, so to dial it back a bit, I think, I mean, un- unfortunately, sometimes a lot of culture shock goes hand in hand with a lot of racism. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, it does feel like over time, it does get better because even like, I don't know, you just get to know people and then yes. like all those layers slowly fall, like fall away and everyone gets really used to each other. And you know, before you know it, I think you find a really good few friends overseas as well. Let's take a pivot right here and ask all three of you guys, right? A bit more okay. like the fun bites of culture shock. All right. So we talked about the disgusting ones. Yeah. <laughs> Soaping dishes, not Ugh. rinsing them. Wearing shoes into the loose and into yeah. your bed. Yep. That that got to me. That the shoe right go into the toilet and go into yeah. bed. You know, that's oh, freaking. But what are some things that you found that people do? Like for example, when you mentioned about like, hey, what's up? What's up? Yeah. Why are these small nuances that you guys have found that are different overseas uh, compared to back here? Okay, let's go from here to there. Uh, Melody, you're up. I remember the first week I was 
in the States. I was trying to get myself McDonald's, right? I wanted, I wanted to tapao and takeaway. Um, and so I gave my order and I said, hey, I'll, I'll get this takeaway. Um, and then he was like, uh, sorry, what do you mean? And then he just took off my whole order because in the States, you don't say takeaway. Um, actually, takeaway mm. is a bad connotation in the US. It means when you bury someone and you... Take them away? Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. Okay. Doggy bag. Yeah, yeah. Whoa, I didn't know actually, that. No, no one says take go, away. Yeah. No one says... Actually, when... Yeah, I've, I've not... This Whoa, is, I, really? Bag it, yeah, doggy yeah, bag yeah. it, yeah. Bag it or to go, right? Mm. Yeah, so we, yeah. we say to go. And so I learned, I learned from there that there's just certain words that are used differently in the States as yeah. opposed to here. Yep, yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's, that's true. true. Like, what's up? Like, what's up? Yeah. <laughs> no one cares. Yeah. yeah. Okay, Nat. Uh, for me, I think... I'm not sure if Ming you experience it. People there don't really say thank you. They say no worries or oh, cheers. Yeah. Yeah. cheers. Cheers, love. Cheers, love. Cheese. Yeah, they call you love instead Cheese. of mate. Like even um. each other, like bros, they don't go, oh, thanks, bro. They say, thanks, love. Yeah. So that was like, oh, quite pleasant. Even to and guys? Yeah. Oh, okay. For me, yeah, that's what I experienced. Like people open door for, like yeah. guy open door. It's like, oh, cheers, love. Cheers. Oh, yeah. I said it to an old yeah. man. I didn't say that. <laughs> um, I once, I, I had one good friend who was English. Her name was Lucy. Mm. And uh, and I told her, hey, I need to go to um, Primark to get some new pants. Primark, and she's like, yes. what? Ming, what? I was like, I need to get some pants. And she's like, should I be following you for that? I'm like, what, why? What's what's pro- what's the problem? You sure you want me to follow you to buy some pants? I'm like, oh, yeah, yes. what's, what's the problem? And then she was like, you, you're buying underpants. I'm like, no, it's just pants. Oh, you mean trousers? Yes. I'm like, sorry, we used what? <laughs> so yeah. like stuff like that. Like it's the same thing to me, but yeah. apparently it's not. Just dropping the wrong signal yeah, for the, like, the you, ladies. You wanna buy the pants with me? I'm like, oh, I mean, okay. another big culture. Like, I know as students, it's very rare to eat out. But do you guys experience the culture shock of tipping? Oh, oh what is that? Yes. <laughs> uh, so like you know, you could have unexpected unwinningly or unknowingly have been a rude customer. Yeah, yeah. You just walk out without because tipping, right? Who cares about tipping? In Malaysia, here? we don't tip, man. We have service yeah. fee. We have service tax. That's why. Yeah. It's always expensive to eat out. What was your experience of it? Um, well, I was already pre-warned that I have to tip. Um, right. But it's just like calculating. Right. <laughs> so every time I have to pull out my, my phone just to calculate like 10 or 15%. Because that's the acceptable. Wow. Um, okay. Yeah. yeah. But sometimes when, when you're server is not kind, you don't have to tip them. Yeah, of course. Essentially, your tip is just to tell them how well their service was to you. Nice. So there are times when I, I intentionally leave like a, like the 10 cent tip just to let them know that their service was bad. Wow, Mel. Yeah. What a HR thing to I do. Oh, that's why she's HR right yeah. now, man. That's crazy. But it's yeah. true. I think that's why people over there also put an effort into customer service. Yeah, yeah. honestly, that's yeah. how they earn. Because like yeah. the basic of a waiter or waitress, right, is two bucks an hour. Yeah. The rest oh, you no. earn from tip, tips. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so if oh. you if you are rude, then you Don't it affects up. your your earnings yeah. lah. Yeah. Oh, I think yeah. that's why dining out in the states is so, such a lovely experience compared yeah, to here. Correct. When most of the time you go to yeah. any shop, where's the smile? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The yeah. auntie look at you like you owe her something, you know. Yeah, yeah. Like, even yeah. when yeah. you say Whoa. even say leng chai, right? The leng chai is in front. Of. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Chai, yeah, 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 yeah. Correct, correct. Oh, I mean, so tipping is a big thing. My culture shock. I think I don't know what you guys experience this. Uh, when I want to buy tickets uh, for the train, uh, uh. Uh, sometimes the Angmo come and take advantage of you. Uh. Huh? So I didn't know, you know. Uh. Uh, uh, apparently, okay. there's a lot of people who hop the fence. Okay, in, in New York, they hop trains. Or like some of them will volunteer to help you, you know, uh, buy the ticket. Uh. They say, can you just add one for me? Yeah. Oh my goodness. 
I've I bought two tickets or two absolute strangers that I have no idea who they are. And they didn't and pay they just take you. and they run. Yeah. Mm. Wow. Oh. So apparently I don't know what well, I'm bordering into tourist trap right now, but uh, yeah. that was my yeah, culture yeah. shock. Yeah. I'm like, oh, <laughs> does everyone buy tickets for everyone? I guess it's pretty cheap. Okay, I'll buy for everyone then. <laughs> So that, that is that is the, the lovely part of it. And uh, yeah. yeah, another culture shock is don't talk to the homeless people. Oh, uh, It's it's very oh, sad, yeah. but a lot yeah, of my, lot my of New Yorker friends, friends yeah. like uh, they just say don't interact because once you get the ball rolling, the ball, follow, the ball follows you home. Oh, for real? So, yeah, mm. they'll just keep on going. So okay. that is another mm, mad yeah. thing there. Then I'm like, but I want to talk to everyone. Yeah, then they'll be like, just not the homeless people. Just try to, you never know when they're going to pop. I'm like, yeah. you never know when they're going to pop. Yeah, yeah, really. There are people like insane people screaming on the streets sometimes. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Especially them, in like, New York. Yeah. You yeah. can be like super like nice and like, you want a cup of coffee? Oh, I look. I don't look like I can afford my own cup of coffee. I don't live in a cup. Then yeah, then you get a whole wow. You don't think I love it, yeah. but okay. So that's uh, actually, I have a story to add on oh, to the homeless one. So it was just like McDonald's. It was late at night after clubbing. Then we wanted makan right. McDonald's. Right. Then there was this homeless guy who walked in. He was just looking at uh, hovering us. Then just look at our table. Then he just reached his hand and took our box of fries. Left. Yep, dude, that's hardcore. That's uh, we, that I mean, was shocking. I'm gonna be honest. Yeah. I, I'm gonna sound mean, but you probably gonna feel the same, right? I would have rather he took the whole box of fries than just one take one because no, I'm not whole. gonna eat my fries <laughs> yeah. after that. Yeah, <laughs> he took the whole box, right? Yeah, he okay, took the okay. box and just walked in slumber. Now. You know, yeah, it's like, fine, man. It's fine. I love, I love the fact <laughs> that culture. Break my heart. I love the fact that culture shock knows no boundaries. <laughs> like even the homeless might have a culture shock if they were homeless in another country. I was, I was. It was one evening and, and, I, and I had to run to get some groceries really late. And you know, everything in, right. in England closes like really yeah. early. And the sun goes down early, especially during like winter right. time, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so it wasn't winter yet, but it was like in like fall. And I, I had a plastic bag and I was re- waiting for the bus. And this homeless guy who I've seen around the city square a million times <laughs> decides to come up to me. Oh. Right? And on this fateful day, on the oh, evening where I was boy. tired, I was hungry and I wanted to go back home, he decided to flash me. <laughs> oh I was... Gosh. I had having the kind of hot dogs with I, it. No, I wasn't no, I wasn't interested in those kind of wieners, man. Um I had my keys in my hand and if I mean Shazice. I was I was ready to step. I was ready to step straight on. Oh. But thankfully, uh this other man who was with me at at the at the bus shouted at him and said, Nobody wants your junk. Oh. <laughs> so yeah. that was that was a fun one. Um, and uh, was, I mean of course it's not culture shock because not, not everyone does that to you yeah. but in Malaysia you don't have that so it's like I, I know a couple of girls who were legit traumatised from that kind of stuff mm. and the locals there again this is not like what everyone does but because they're used to it they're like oh huh he flashed you yeah he flashed me like four times this week <laughs> so like they don't care but the Asian girls were so traumatised one, yeah, yeah. one Bruneian girl had to go for like counselling because she's never seen like a dick before right Okay, and, um, and, and they're gonna old so let's not the kind of raisins you want to see uh, on your day out you know um, but okay let's 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 put a let's put a pin in uh, some of these overseas stories yeah. two prunes and a pickle let's talk about some of the local um, culture shocks right, right. Um, what have you guys have any experiences whether it's in uni or workplaces where you yeah, go to absolutely. a place thinking one thing but it's completely different. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I joked about Clang before this, yeah. but actually my real culture shock was when I met Suyen and we went to Malacca. So we know the tourist Malacca, right? But mm-hmm. I never got to know the local Malacca. Yeah. And just the way of life there, like it was very different. It's 
it's not fast paced at all. The things yeah. that they prefer to do is very different. Uh, like even meeting her family and the parents and what they like to do is very different. Uh, the first month that I got to know her, we went to the park and ate chee fun for lunch. Like, that's a real thing. That is, yeah, they tap out and eat there. I don't know whether it was a special occasion, but apparently it is. You know, family, even if there's family culture shocks, like experiencing when you're getting married into a family, right? Yeah. Suyan's family is eight times the size of my family. Eight times. That's crazy. Like Whoa. her dad has seven siblings. That's local, man. Okay, I, I cannot even remember who Suyan's full cousin list is at this point, right? And don't even talk about the cousin, nephews, and nieces. So, their family reunions are so big, is they big. have t-shirts. Yeah. Like, they had a special Whoa. t-shirt get together because the... Like the, full on. The first uncle turned 80 or 50 or 70 or something like that. Yeah, wow. that's like three different... Yep, I'm giving a range right now. 50 <laughs> to 80, 70 I think. Uh, so like, like a even club, here, club society. Yeah, I, I have had real experiences of literally local culture shocks in terms of even different states and family mm. culture shocks. That is the biggest and I think the most relatable if you are in a place oh. where you are starting to get to know no need even to be a relationship. Like, if you have a best friend and your best friend's family is weird <laughs> or like your best friend's family is real different. Yeah. And you know, meeting yeah. Natalie in a, in a church, like I think we, we this is the first time we went to an Angmo church. I think we always yeah. grew up in like Asian churches. My I even have like a church culture shock, like how mm. people do it like differently. Mm. Uh, even going from church to church is like, uh, even my like uh, Suyan's church is in Acts, right? We come from a home church, you and I. It's really quiet. Like you come in, you mind your own business. No one you know is gonna do anything to you. Over there, it's like Maxine's from Max. Yeah, Max church. Right? There we go. <laughs> Maxine. Like, every day, it's like, okay, who's new here? Stand up. And then like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, you know, <laughs> whoa, help me. <laughs> so yeah, okay, like yeah. Those are the three examples. Like, I, I, I've personally gone, gone through. What do you guys like? What do you guys think about local culture shops? What have, what are your experiences? Yeah. Local culture shops. I think. Uh, Ever hey. since working here at Core, so mm. we have two Penangkias here. Yeah. <laughs> so we talk about the most common culture shock, prawn noodles and Hokkien mee. Yeah. Yes. Food culture shock. Food culture shock. So I think uh, I think this is tapping on Matt or Desmond's story, but that time they say, oh, Hokkien mee, then actually they meant prawn mee. Yeah, for yeah, us, Hokkien mee is the brown the black, one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's like the most common thing Um in terms of food, I yeah, think, yeah, for Penang. Yeah. But for me, culture shock, I think, uh, state-wise. Mm. Uh, so, my boyfriend's from Bukit Jalutong. So, I went there before. It's like, it's quite quiet. Yeah. And, and you can't you can't get grab food, much grab food there. Oh, no. So, it's like, mm, I don't know. When go there, sometimes I don't know what to eat because there's not many choices. Nothing, it's just like, yeah. you shoot the birds on the, yeah. shoot the birds on the power lines. Oh my god. Yeah, goodness. it is quite, quite a shot alarm. So, oh. for me, and then MCO lah, the whole, our so-called long distance relationship. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, oh. sometimes I want to send things to him ah. Cannot. Cannot. Or, okay lah, <laughs> no, I pay a higher delivery fee just yeah, to send things oh, to him. Things, yeah. uh, you got to get hmm. a grab driver to deliver to the Lala Move guy then the Lala yeah. Move guy have to go there. Oh my goodness. I think that's, that's what Darren off. did when he wanted Yeah, yeah. So, those are the Tiny, tiny, like, location um, culture shops. Uh. For Mel, mm. I guess maybe the reverse, right? Since you were away for four years. Yeah. Um, mm. And you didn't really come back often or so. Right. What was the culture shock coming back to, to Malaysia? Because four years is a lot of things We, changed, we, we skipped True. over a few phases, but that's actually an interesting phase. It's called the re-entry shock. Yeah, Ooh. the reverse culture shock. Yeah. yeah. Apparently, it's a thing, right? It is, it is. Uh, like, for some people, 
sometimes as a pro, you adapt too fast and you mm-hmm. adjust too fast. Mm-hmm. Then you come back and then you feel like everything is like, wow, you guys are like living 20 years in the past. Right. Yeah. What, do you guys experience that? Okay, Mel, have you experienced the re-entry shock? I did. I mean, I came back a year ago, so not too long. So she's um, still in the shock. I'm actually. still in the shock, actually. <laughs> right, right. But I mean, it, it has gotten better. Lah. Right. Um, definitely the weather, because like super mm. hot yes. there. We have four seasons there, so yeah. that's different. Um, I think... Also, like you're you're so used to people asking you and being friendly, and people right. here don't talk to you. Mm. So so then that that took a, a while to adjust to as well. Um, yeah. But honestly, losing the community that you've built there oh, yeah, is man. a huge one. Yeah. Um, I think that's the the one that hit, hits you the hardest because right. when you come back, you are kind of starting from ground zero, especially because you've left for four and a half years. Yeah. So your friends are different as well. Yeah, um, of yeah, yeah. And so you're true. you're you're stuck in a position of like finding people who will be able to like keep you accountable and things like yeah. again. Yeah, but honestly, um, yeah. like joining call was really a blessing because hey. um, wow. there was already a community here wow. um, and y'all really, y'all really act like family. Yeah. Wow, Quarantine. get out. Yeah. Just right. get out. <laughs> yeah, so I think in that sense, it helped me transition back um, to, to life here. Right. Yeah. Oh, what about you guys? Yeah. What about, I mean, I, 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 I experience re-entry shock every day. Going out what? in out of my house, just like, <laughs> then I, like the I just got to. But what? What about you guys? How does the normal people? How do normal people operate? Like Natalie, uh, <laughs> I think the just tapping back on re-entry, coming mm. back from the UK, then mm. having to adjust back the time zone was mm. pretty bad. Like I was. I believe they call jet, it jet lag. Yeah, jet lag for <laughs> two <Yeah>. weeks. <laughs> yes, it's big part of culture shock. Yes. Absolutely. Two weeks and mm. again with the people, like, I think I'm so used mm. to having like people just, oh, how are you doing? Then now you come back, people mm. just stare people at you. People don't care. Yeah. 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 That's, that's yeah. true. That's true. You stare at people, you smile, people think you're crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, right. yes. Yeah. There want, is like yeah. people smile back and you're oh. right, love. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> don't call people love here. Yeah, don't maybe, call people love here. Maybe to kind of like land on the closing for this podcast, let's talk about how to deal with culture shock. I mean, yeah. the, the very simple blanket yeah. statement or solution would be just adapt, lah, you know? Yeah. Which isn't... I mean, it's it's true. That's that's obviously the only way to get over or to deal with culture shock because there's a difference in perception, right? Mm-hmm. So then the best way is being flexible about right. you know yourself and learning that right. really that there's a different way to live, especially right. in a different place right. where it's not your home. And, and I think just... Of course, you know, you don't have to to succumb to washing plates and not right. rinsing them. Yep. I, no. I, I believe that some <laughs> things are non-negotiable. Correct. Yeah. Cleanliness and hygiene being some of them, right? But when it comes don't to... Don't be nasty. To, yeah, don't be nasty. But when it comes to, you know, things like tipping people, holding the doors open, thinking about other people around you, yeah. uh, those are really good traits for mm-hmm. us to pick up and learn, right? Yes. What do you think is something that we can all um, apply or maybe some of your ways that you feel to yeah, deal with um, culture shock? Let's get some real examples from you guys. Yeah. yeah. Minghan, let's start with you. I got no real example, guys. My, my, how a, I deal a, with culture shock. A like, great learning that you feel you can wow. kind of like uh, carry on with life. I got, I got quite a few because I think they're, like, they listed down some really good ones over here when it comes to uh, symptoms and dealing with the symptoms of culture shock. Mm. But I think the best one is, there's just two symptoms. One is uh, definitely isolation. Uh, the symptom of isolation and, uh, and the whole thing of uh, comparison that's like to mm. me the two big oh, yeah. the yes. biggest symptoms yeah. of culture shock right yeah. number yeah. one is when you go there you feel lonely you come back you feel lonely uh, and then you sound like me it's, 
it's crazy, right? Because because when you go there, you already feel so lonely. It takes so much to get out your shell to make new friends. Yeah. yeah. And after two years, you lose all that friends again. You come you back here and you feel lonely again. Sound yeah. like me. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> and the second one is expectations. I think oh, yeah. when you go there under a studying yeah. visa, yep. you expect the world. And then uh, when you come back, you expect here to be the same as there. Yeah. So yeah. like, I think, I think, uh, I mean, like, I, I treat everything like a holiday. La. I mean, uh, I, I, I go there, I don't have any expectations. I yeah. think that's why also, you know, um, the bad part of my personality is I will never plan a trip like to the hour. Mm. So I'm really the kind of guy like, let's go there and make stuff happen, right? Like yeah. I really yeah. am, I, I like to do that kind of thing because I think my expectations are very low when I, in terms of that. I really just love being in new places. Mm. Um, but then when you come back, the thing that I was very irritated with some of my friends with who were overseas as well is they expect Malaysia to be where these other countries are. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We're not, yeah, we're not yeah. called a freaking third world country last time yeah. for nothing, you know. Guys, we, we have... We, we're still like 2.5, like, man. Yeah, we are <laughs> barely... We're not 100 years of independence yet. We were like, colonized for so long. Um, I think for everyone, that expectation of yourself and yeah. of people around you is a very big thing you need to overcome. Mm. Yeah. And basically, this site is just an article site. People are like... <laughs> You know what? Give it time. That's give basically it, yeah. the solve. Just, give it time. Give it time, give time and lower your expectations and yeah. just be open with it. Like like know that you co- you're coming back with like more skills and like more that. knowledge. You gotta share it with people and don't judge people, man. No one mm. likes the judgy overseas student that comes back home. Oh, hate home. them. Man. Yeah. But yeah, I can't say much because I've never spent a significant amount of time overseas. That's my that's my take on it. What about you guys? That's good though, expectations. I think it's always down to managing expectations. Yeah. For me, it helps when I see my life in seasons. Wow. So Oof. like when I was in the States, I knew that I was there to study and learn more about myself. Um, yeah. And now that I'm back, it's it's time. It's kind of like going back into like the real world, kind of, mm. uh, where you have to put what you've learned into practice. Um, so seeing my life in seasons really helped. Help me not get stuck in just one place, uh, but to learn that you know different seasons brings different lessons and things wow, like that. That's yeah, so good. So that really helped for me. Um, and I think community is huge. Um, like honestly, get plugged in. Uh, because you cannot figure it out yourself. Yeah. Um, and honestly, there's someone else that feels the same way as you do. Yeah, for so sure. don't don't feel like you have to do it alone. Yeah, do it alone. I love that. That's mm, such a good one, yeah. Natalie. For me, I think what I took back from UK was I noticed people there actually study smart. Whereas Asians, we study oh, hard. study hard, man. Yeah, so we always OT, OT. Then, but then I realised how come all my classmates, they can go partying at night and all that. It's because they manage their time really well. Yeah. Then mm. study smart. So it was then uh, when I came back here, I think my first year of working uh, in magazine, I was still studying hard. I would OT, but gradually I picked up that, you know, there's no point working hard. You got to work smart. Yes. So now as few years down the road, after a few sure. working experiences, mm-hmm. I no longer OT. I make time. So that's the thing I learned uh, in UK. They have work-life balance. Yeah, yeah. So that's the one thing I picked up like, when I studied there and now I slowly shifted back yeah. here. It helped. I think um, for, for me, um, w- when it comes to culture shock in moving... Like, I think Mel put it very, very well. Um, think of it as seasons, right? In this season where you... It could be a change geographically. Right. It could be a change socially or even just where you are in terms of work and family and relationships, right? Yeah. There will always be seasons that come. Yep. And I think the more uh, the more resistant you are to change, the harder the culture shock will hit you. Mm. 
Mm. Um, yeah, whether whether the the it, it, it's a it's a different sort of people or work environment or location, right? The harder you are to accept that it's a different right. season, a different place, um, it's going to affect you even more. And that's why you know when you hold on to something, you're actually just hurting yourself, right? Yeah. And so there's this thing called the law of requisite variety, where it states that the person who has the most flexibility in terms of behavior. Uh, is the person who will adapt well the most, right? Yeah. And so how I think that applies is that um, if you are open to learning things and taking things as they come, yeah. you will be not just, uh, I guess, a, a, a smooth sailing person, but you also be in a position where you will benefit from the situation as well. Yeah. So instead of saying that, oh, I hated my time there because no one talked to me, then you, it could have been, oh, it was a really interesting time because I learned how to talk to people. Yep. Like yes. it's, it's the same situation, just how you perceive it, right? Right. right? And I feel like that is also applicable when people like us um, who study overseas come back yeah. and there is that re-entry like Minghan mentioned, uh, when there's that reverse culture shock of learning to fit in, looking at you, Kim, uh, yeah. learning to fit in again in a place that you <laughs> once called home. Yeah. Uh, you guys want to check out the podcast with Maxine and Kim on that one. Um, I feel like there's a lot of opportunity there to not just compare it to a situation that was ideal. Right. Yeah. But like Minghan also said, instead of just complaining about it, what are you doing to help the situation? Right. So yeah, what good. are we doing to help Malaysia or the new workspace we're in or the new group of people that we're hanging out with with yeah. all that lessons and experience that we've had prior to it, right? Like what are we doing to help enrich the people we're with? So I think that as long as we remember that and keep that in mind, Culture shock is a shock, and I I believe it's mm-hmm. it's called a shock for a reason, right? Yeah. Uh, but it doesn't Shit. have to be a bad experience. Mm. I mean, it's always a privilege to be able to travel. Yeah. Uh, given like I don't know, I I'll just take it from the student perspective. I always tell my friends who go overseas, uh, yo, uh, it's not cheap. Your parents actually putting down a lot of money and time for you guys, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and you would have never been able to do this on your own. Yeah. I mean, I, I I can't count people who are actually migrating. So you know, props to you guys. You guys are no choice, huh? Migrating, huh? <laughs> but uh, being able to travel is always a privilege, guys. Uh, the amount of experience and culture and uh, everything you will gain is already amplified compared to someone who doesn't move, right? Yeah, uh, and true. Trust me, I can tell because I had to watch all my friends leave like for like six six to 10 years uh, and they've brought back, I mean, the ones who turned out great actually bring back a lot of interesting stuff to share with everyone. Mm-hmm. Then you have the bitter, sour yeah. ones who wow. just like, oh, I wish I could stay there. They threw me back because my visa ended. I'm like, okay, you know what? Shut up. Um, <laughs> culture shock in a very weird way is a privilege to experience yep. Yep. because yeah. you actually have the privilege to go to another culture and learn it. Yep. Uh, that's why some people, nah, these are the true traveling nomads. These are the true uh, wanderlusters. They welcome the culture shock. Like we have friends who dive head in first into different cultures to experience them. But really, I think the best way to deal with the shock is expectation. Like everyone yeah. says yeah. it time and time again, you cannot go to another corner of the earth and expect it to be the same as your corner of the earth. Yeah. That's, that's just that's just unrealistic, guys. Yeah. But yeah, I think hey, I think we did a really good podcast with Nadir yeah, yeah. about that's, this one as that well. That was very mm-hmm. long time ago, but can you guys yeah. go check it out? Um, but yeah, again, I think it comes back to personality as well. Those who are very rigid and cannot, you know, yeah. uh, find it already have routines in place and everything. I think you guys would definitely feel a bit going to be tough for you guys to adjust uh, people like me who literally have no routine whatsoever uh, I think we are like more mesafair and like happy-go-lucky I think we are <laughs> yeah. ideal to be just thrown over the, the planet like here left mm-hmm. and center wow. minus our allergies and everything uh, yeah I, I think it does have a fair deal to who you are what you're used to right. and just you know guys take it easy it's, it's traveling traveling is meant to be different uh, different cultures are meant to be different you can just literally you're not a culture shock 
try living with your neighbor for one day. That's enough culture shock already. Like that's, that's really enough. That's true. Right? I hope you guys. I mean, I hope you guys have taken something away from this because, uh, yo, culture literally. I I love. Can I just share something like Chris Rock said in Tambourine? I love what Chris Rock said in Tambourine. So Chris Rock is a comedian, and he has daughters, right? And he said to the daughters, like, this is the woke, the era of the woke culture shock, right? <laughs> a lot of kids are hyped up, thinking they're all really special at home because every, mm. the parents are like, you're so special, you're so clever, and everything. Chris Rock sat down with his daughters one day and said, hey, the minute you step outside that door, nobody will give a flying F about you. <laughs> nobody outside this door thinks you're special. And that's the immediate culture shock that everyone these days, yeah. I think, goes through. So like, no, the minute you step out your door, you got to be open. You got to, you know, accept people for who they are. Like, yeah. You cannot go outside and say like, hey, stay woke. You don't, you don't, uh, I mean, I'm not counting hygiene, like, please. Everyone needs to have a certain yeah. level of hygiene. Like. Yeah. <laughs> please. But yeah, uh, be open, guys. Be open. Yeah. Uh, that, that's what I, I, I got, I, I guess I can share from my part, not, just right. not having traveled. Oops. But I, is that now? No, go ahead. Uh, okay. No, but I think I do have to add that culture shock is not easy. I know yeah, I, I don't want it to feel like we're downplaying it because I know that it's hard. Um, but really just give it time and, and just be open because honestly, yeah. you have a choice to choose what you make of this season that you're yeah. in or yeah, when we, we have so, the opportunity yeah. to have yeah. a good landing pad back again, right, some people right. don't. Right. right, some people don't. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, is that it for today's episode? Yeah. I think it is. Thank you so much, guys, for listening in. I hope okay. you guys have um, some sort of learnings from today, especially if you are adjusting back Amen. in one way or mm. another in your season of life. Just like Mel put it, um, what's your season and what can you learn from it? That's the best way to deal with them. Yeah. Mm. These tigers, if you're listening, mm-hmm. share with us your culture shock stories, and we might just put it on the show. We never know. Thanks again, Mel and Nat, for being on the podcast. Thank you guys. Certainly won't be the last time. Before we end, if you guys want to check out more Takeaway Table content, check us out on YouTube Mm. and Instagram. We've also got brand new stuff on the main thing Instagram as well. Get caught up with all the latest Tabletop podcasts and we'll see you guys in the next one. See you guys. See you guys. Bye. Bye.